Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 102. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Carl and Dwayne. Hey, guys. Hey, Brian. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, Brian. Hey, Carl. What's up? Yeah, not much. Just sitting around doing podcasts and uh, playing with toys, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And collecting lots of toys. Collecting toys. Well, I just got back from a vacation that was kind of more fun than I thought it would be with antique stores and stuff like that. So I had a pretty good last week. Oh, okay. Well, then you can lead off by what you got, because what did you find in the in your... Mostly non-Star Wars related items, so I, I can't mention here, but I, I did find some laser disc and I got a, a Star Wars laser disc widescreen stereo extended play, it says on it, and... Um, it was only $3, and it's in great shape. I mean, it looks like it's maybe been played not at all, and, and, the, and the artwork was really cool. So I, I grabbed that because it was so cheap, and like I said, the artwork was really cool on the front of the packaging. And I'm sure you got that one, don't you? Because I know you, you've got a big media collection. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah. Um, also got the Tuscan Raider Vintage Collection number 279, and I got the Han Solo Return of the Jedi Vintage Collection number 281. So that's that's it. And like I said, I got a bunch of other random stuff that's not Star Wars related, though. Is the Han Solo already out? Yep. Came from yep. Amazon. Hmm. I don't think I got mine yet. I think I ordered it from Hasbro Pulse. I'll have to look that up. You'd think Hasbro would get theirs first. <laughs> yeah. But most of the time they don't. Yeah. I didn't order any. I got mine from Amazon. Unfortunately where I order my cases of Star Wars figures, you know, and potentially get something to resell. They, this way, they only offered in straight cases. They did not offer mixed cases. Oof. So just wait, wait, wait for like a Tuscan Raider <coughs> case to show up at Walmart or something. <laughs> yeah. To join the indoor, the indoor soldier. Or, or not indoor, I'm sorry, Hoff soldier. Now that Tuscan Raider that you're talking about is the female Tuscan Raider, right? Correct, yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I've got that one not in hand yet. It's in my pile of loot through Big Bad Toy Store. Um, So I won't claim that I have that one yet. (laughs) But uh, I do have the Han Solo. It's uh, in his Return of the Jedi uh, outfit, I guess you could say. It looks looks a lot like, you know, the New Hope. Just a vest and the shirt, white shirt, or cream-colored shirt and, and pants, but... It's Return of the Jedi 40th Anniversary uh, figure. Uh, I also got the Admiral Piet uh, Return of the Jedi 40th Anniversary figure. Um, I got the, the Vintage Collection Clone Commander, Clone Captain Hauser from the Bad Batch series. Uh, and then uh, finally got my Deluxe Paz Vizsla uh, Vintage Collection figure in a box. Um, and I got, uh, I don't know how I'd missed ordering these or whatever, but they they popped up and I ordered the entire wave of the retro collection for the Return of the Jedi, which was Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, uh, the Emperor, uh, Lando Calrissian, Skiff Guard, the Leia Organa Bausch disguise, and Han Solo indoor uh, cloak, and the Scout biker scout trooper so six new retro collection figures uh and then also i picked up um for actually all three of us i got 
ones for both of you guys. The Disney Droid Factory, the new R2 S4M Astromech Droids, uh, the Bartender Droid, um, and then just recently I uh, acquired or I had a friend get me a pickup. It's uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser exclusive. Uh, there's a new droid out, uh, droid factory droid called D309. Uh, it's kind of a protocol protocol type droid. Um, of course, last year when they opened the the uh, Star Cruiser, they had an astromech droid that was exclusive. Uh, and now they've got this new one that's just coming out and just been released here recently. Uh, so I was lucky enough to pick that one up for retail this time around instead of having to buy it off of scalpers. And that's pretty much it. That's a pretty good haul for the month, I guess. Uh, looks like about 10, 10 or 12 new figures, which is a good month for any of us, really. <laughs> so, Brian, what you got new going on? Well, I I guess I didn't get that Han Solo. I didn't order it, so... And I looked on Hasbro Pulse. It's already sold out. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Carl, you said you got yours through Amazon? Yeah. I couldn't course, find it on Amazon. We don't, we don't like ordering through Amazon if we don't have to. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, Tuscan Raider was slightly ding, but um, but the other one was okay. The, the key is if they ship them in the same boxes. If they start shipping them individually, that's when you usually get screwed on Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, so what did I get? I got a Romba coin from a person on uh, Imperial Commissary. So I didn't have that one. I have Warwick, but I didn't have Ramba. I got a X-Wing Trident class assault ship. It is one of the uh, huge ships. That's what they call it. It's for the Epic game, which is like, it's played on a size like twice as big as the normal game that I play. Oh. So you can have much bigger ships on, on those. Uh-huh. And it was almost one third of its retail price, so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna get it," <laughs> just because it looks cool. I mean, it, it's that. Uh, do you know what the Trident ship is? The Trident class assault ship. Uh, is it Imperial? No, ship? it's Separatist. It's the one oh, okay. that uh, that slams down onto the hull of ships and drills into them, and then like battle droids come out okay. inside the ships. If you remember that yeah. from the Clone Wars. Uh, oh. Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. About the same yeah. They look like kind of like octopus, but they only have four arms. So, uh, you know, that's what they, they look like is sort of like that. Um, I also got the Bib Fortuna 40th Anniversary Black Series. I uh, I didn't have Bib Fortuna, and since he's like a original trilogy figure, and it was on a 40th uh-huh. anniversary card, I figured I'd go ahead and pick it up. And that was while I was uh, going to Tennessee. I picked it up. And, uh... Then my wife got me a Cincinnati Reds Star Wars hat. It has Darth Vader on the bill. That's pretty cool. I I never even knew that they had this until she oh. found it. So she bought me one of those, which is really cool. And then uh, when I bought that Trident ship, I also bought uh, an A-Wing for the X-Wing game and also a Decimator. I, have, I had those ships before, but sometimes you can build lists that have multiples of them so i went ahead and got that in case i wanted to do that because they were pretty cheap they were on sale and that's all i got so Dwayne wins this month for biggest <laughs> list <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you if you all want to count your R two S four M's, I have them in hand. So I just no, have them I, I don't have them in yet. my hand though. Yeah, that's I don't count because I know Dw- Brian's got a, something for me too that he picked up while yeah. out of town. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I picked up the uh, ceremonial robe from uh, Life Day. <laughs> Why didn't you get yourself one? Because I only had one. Oh man, that was really nice of you. But you wanted it. I I never even thought of it. So yeah. And I, it's not for me. I don't I don't use blankets or anything. Yeah. I mean, not not even at night. I don't I don't sleep with a blanket on. I just have a cover sheet and that's it. Oh, I couldn't stand that. I like it to be really cold with lots of blankets. <laughs> oh, I like it to be cold, but I, I don't like. Yeah. But I like to be cold. <laughs> yeah. I get super cold and then put lots on to warm me back up. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, so as far as as meeting news, uh, we have a meeting for the Ashland region in this uh, this coming Saturday at the Flatwoods Public Library from 12 to 3. So if anybody out there is listening and is in the regional area, you can feel free to come by and and uh, say hi. We've got uh, I'm supposed to have a new member coming or a new person, not a new member, just a new person coming that uh, hmm. I talked to when I was going to yard sales. So. Uh, Look forward to that. And then the Saturday after that will be the Ohio's Summer Social. And it will be in Dublin, Ohio at the rec center there. And it's from 1 to 5. Are you going, Carl? I actually thought about it a little bit, but I don't know. Okay. And then the Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club will have their fundraiser for the year. It'll be an auction at the Flatwoods City Park, shelter number 3. Starts at 1 p.m on july the 22nd so after we're, if we're, we're not i hope we don't get too sick of ourselves seeing each other so much this month of july <laughs> yeah i will not be at the auction oh uh doug Bummer. and i are going to a x-wing tournament so you're taking doug with you too man yeah. bummer <laughs> so you, you'll have to be the mc carl <laughs> <laughs> mark is the reporter can he be the mc <clears throat> i don't care who does it i won't be there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And wait a minute! Didn't you pick the date for the auction too? And now you're missing it. I did. Because you're because you're the one that got the the shelter house. I just uh, everybody <laughs> said pick a date, so I did. I mean, I you know it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it was like we'll make it work. I think David five months ago or something. Do all of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so David, if you're listening, it's yep. all yours, buddy. Yep, Rigsby's he volunteered. He said he'll do it all. <laughs> Oh, you know he listens. Um, yeah, he always comments on who has the most stuff. And he's like, man, Brian really goes all out, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. So Ohio also, before their stuff begins, their summer social, they're having a charity mini golf tournament. So that starts at, oh, what time was it? 10, I think, 10 to 12. Are you taking part in that? Yes. Cool. Me and Stephanie and Bo. We'll be playing, and we're going to have to drag uh, Dwayne along early. <laughs> <laughs> I don't guess anybody, has anybody else said they're going or not? Not that I know of. I guess we can talk it up some more on Saturday at the Ashland meeting. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's it. Like Carl said, I hope we don't all get sick of seeing each other, but uh, three, three really cool things to, uh, opportunities for listeners out there to maybe meet and and uh socialize with uh, other star wars collectors 
this month in the uh, southern southern Ohio or central Ohio, however you want to call it. Dublin central. is uh, it's north Dublin of, is just a since an northeast Columbus. of Columbus. Yes, so central Ohio, <clears throat> about two two to two and a half hours away from us here in Ashland, and then of course, like he said, the the Flatwood City Park and the Flatwoods Library are both here in in a suburb of Ashland. Um, and that would be the meeting this coming Saturday, the July 8th, and then the, the fundraiser auction on July 22nd. For more information, you can uh, look it up on our Facebook page. Or email us. I mean, heck, or nobody emails. ever emails us. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, what do we got as far as news this month? Lots Some of announcements. New items to to announce or that have been made made available. Um, like we said, of course, we've already got a couple of these items in hand. Disney uh, new for this month was the R2 S4M Astromech. Uh, those are readily available still to order from uh, shopdisney.com. Uh, uh, they just they announced they were going to be available one day, and I think. Within three to four days, I already had them in hand, so they shipped out right away as soon as I ordered them. And then the Galactic Star Cruiser exclusive uh, George Factory figure, the D309. Uh, uh, right now, the only way you can get it is by going, you know, to Disneyland or Disney World, um, and you know, staying at the Galactic Star Cruiser hotel and it's going only at Disney World. Hotel. It's only at Disney World. I thought they had one at Disneyland. Nope. Huh. Oh, they've got the... They have uh, Galaxy's Edge at both places. Yeah, but, Galaxy's Edge at both places. But, but the yeah, Star Cruiser's right. only at Disney World. Yeah, you're right. That's my bad. It's all right. So, anyway, uh, so if you got planning on going, you know, and would like to get one of those, you'll be able to get it, you know, at retail value. Or if you know somebody that's going, maybe hit them up and ask them if they can pick you one up. I don't know if there's a buying limit on them for people that are staying there, um, but uh, it's worth a shot. Okay, uh, looks like in the vintage collection for announcing this month, and again, these have already been somewhat available. Uh, we already have our Han Solo 40th anniversary uh, Return of the Jedi figures uh, in hand, Carl and I do. I think I got mine from Big Bad Toy Store. Carl, you said you got, you got yours from Amazon. Yeah. Um, but I haven't been able to pre-order. There's also a new Darth Vader uh, with the Death Star 2 version, which has the removable helmet. Um, haven't I haven't even been able to pre-order that from any of the regular suppliers. It's and available for pre-order on uh, Entertainment Earth right now. Okay. And then there's also a Weequay 40th anniversary figure, Return of the Jedi. Uh, I do do have that one on pre-order, and Clone Captain Hauser I already have in hand. So I think these are, I guess they're maybe in the same uh, wave, but however some of the stores are, or dealers are splitting them up, you know they have more of ones than they do of others, which is typical if you've only got one per case or something like that. Uh, what do we got here? Hasbro Black Series. There's a new Clone Commander Apo and a new Darth Vader and Kenobi Duels End. Oh, Darth Vader, the Kenobi series, yeah. 
duels in decoration, deco. Uh, both of those are target exclusives. Okay. So, uh, one of you guys, why don't you tell us what's coming from Diamond Select? Go ahead, Carl. Um, Diamond Select, um, General Giant. We have a Star Wars Rebels Osaka Tano 1-6 scale mini bust. And we have a Star Wars Rebels Ezra Bridger 1-6 scale mini bust as well. And we have a Leia and Bush Disguise Premier Collector's 1-7 scale statue. And we have a Star Wars Legends in 3D Obi-Wan Darth Vader half-scale bust. And we have a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Purge Trooper Commander 1-6 scale bust. We have a Star Wars Premier Collection Mandalorian Boba Fett on Throne statue. And we have a Star Wars Premier Collection Rebels Grand Admiral Thrawn on Throne statue. And for SH figure arts, we have Darth Vader from the Kenobi series. And from Hot Toys, we have IG-12 and Grogu 1-6 scale figure. And IG-12 and Grogu 1-6 scale figure deluxe with accessories. Can't get that word out. Collectible set. (laughs) So a lot of stuff coming. Yep, looks like it. Um, a lot of those, of course, uh, online only. You might see some some of the uh, Diamond Select, SH Figure Arts, Hot Toys in uh, in your local hobby shops, and of course the Target stuff. Good luck. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure those were the Black Series, but I'm sure they're not available for pre-order anymore on Target.com. And uh, but once they hit the stores, they'll probably be plentiful if previous Target exclusive Black Series have been any indication. Okay. So, this month's topic. We are going to uh, continue on with, uh, I guess it's one of our more popular uh, lines of discussion, and that is vintage uh, Kenner collectibles. We have thus far uh, covered all of the vintage action figures, up through the Power of the Force uh, release. So we're going to go back this month and talk about vintage Star Wars vehicles released during uh, the first movie, uh, Star Wars movie uh, packaging. So um, just looks like we've got ten, 10 vehicles here, I think we said. Ten, yeah. Eight. Eight, eight vehicles that uh, were released uh, originally in packaging with just the Star Wars logo on them. Of course, some were re-released <coughs> later on for both The Empire Strikes Back and The Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first one uh, is the Landspeeder, Luke Skywalker's Landspeeder. So this was released um, around the same time as the first wave of figures, 1978. Um, and it was re-released in uh, a collector series box in 1983, but it still was using the Star Wars, uh, what they call the double racetrack uh, logo, uh, box art. Um, and then, of course, there was a British version from Palatoy. Uh, Your voice is uh, a little muffled here. I don't know if okay. your internet's down or something or going down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Like we normally do, uh, let's just discuss. I I had this. It was one of my toys as a as a boy. I uh, got it. I believe that first Christmas after it was released, probably Christmas of '78. Um, 
and it was one of my favorite vehicles. I, I not only used it as a land speeder, but I pretended that it could fly too because it had the look, jet looking engines on the back of it. So, what about you guys? Did, did either one of you have the land speeder? Um, go ahead first, Brian. Yeah, I had it. Uh, I had this. I guess I had it from the day you could get it, you know, pretty much. And, uh, of course, over time, mine is a little more worse for wear. <laughs> and uh, I lost the windshield somewhere. And uh, I ended up getting another one uh, somewhere. I don't remember exactly where I got the windshield at, but to replace the one I had lost. So now I've got a, a complete one. And I played with it a lot. I had it as well, and I, and I still have my original one that I had as a child, but I've also, it was well played with, so I decided to upgrade it and get another one that was in better condition. And it's still actually, I think it's one of the more cheaper vehicles you can get still even now compared to some of the <clears> other ones. Yeah, it was uh, $4.99 originally. Oh, that was the retail? <laughs> yeah, that was the retail. Yeah. Mine probably came from Hills, I assume, since a lot of my Star Wars toys came from Hills. Yeah. Yeah, this was one that I think uh, all of our parents were willing to, you know, pay the price for. Oh, yeah. Uh, in order for us to have a, a vehicle to play with, with our action figures. So I'm sure that's the, another reason why they're not, not as expensive uh, in today's market, because they are plentiful. Yeah. Hey Carl, does does Dwayne's voice sound muffled to you or something? He sound, at some at some points he does sound a little jumbled, a little bit. Yes. Okay. Let me try unplugging and plug him back in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and you see these everywhere. I mean, I see them all the time. And people will buy the beat up ones. I've noticed, and they and customize will, them. Yes, I painted. Yeah. I saw one the other day on Facebook that someone had painted to look like um, Burt Reynolds Trans Am. Oh, really? Did you, that was a pretty cool one. That's cool. And, I haven't seen it, that one. I'll have to send that one to you. I, I think I know where it still is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But I, even some of the um, guys in our Star Wars club many, many moons ago, one of them did like a Louisville-colored one and did a Kentucky Wildcat one. In the oh, Land okay. Speed. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I've seen a lot of customs over the years mm -hmm. out of the Land Speeder. And it's worth mentioning the play features on the Landspeeder. Uh, it has wheels underneath it, actually, but they're retractable. There's a little lever in the console uh, that raises and lowers the wheels so that it can, if you lower them, you can push it along a, a surface and it looks like it's gliding. Uh, and then it also had uh, an opening and closing uh, hood uh, where you could look inside the hood and see the, I guess, engine compartment. You know uh, what? I should check mine because when I was a kid, I used to put my weapons in there. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I, I wonder if I still got weapons in there. <laughs> that would be cool. Yep. You know, By a the layer blaster or something. <laughs> Am I coming through stronger now? Yeah, it sounds yeah, you much sound better. good now. Okay. Yeah. Okay, moving on uh, is the X-wing fighter. Uh, again, this one was one of the original, I believe, releases. Um, yes, 1978. And it was molded in a white plastic. Uh, later on, it was molded in gray. So if you have one that's more of a grayish color, that was a later release. Uh, and if it has uh, stickers on it that, that look like they're scorched, then that also was 
the battle damage version it was released for the empire strikes back and return of the jedi uh the play features on this uh included uh wings that would open and close in the x formation uh this was done by pressing the head of the r2 unit that is uh, molded into the uh back of the cockpit behind the cockpit uh it's not you know r2 is not removable and then it also had electronics in it uh it had a red LED light on the tip of the nose and a, a button on the back that you could depress and it would make uh, the uh, laser firing sounds uh, as you were playing with it. So uh, it was uh, it held one action figure in the cockpit. Most people used, obviously, their Luke Skywalker, uh, either the original you know, Tatooine Luke Skywalker, farm boy Luke Skywalker, or... Uh, you could get the actual X-wing pilot. Looks that came out much later, it. though. Yeah, and it it basically was the only X-wing pilot you could ever get for your X-wing fighters. Yeah. So if you had more than one, you had you know you had a whole squadron of loops flying your X-wings, which was always a disappointment <laughs> that yeah. we didn't get more. Mm-hmm. So I had this was also one of the first ships that I had. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've got pictures of me at Christmas time with both the Landspeeder and the the X-Wing, so I probably had a pretty good Christmas that first Christmas they were out in release. Um, And, of course, I I didn't have the the Luke X-Wing pilot, so I had to to improvise. I probably let most everybody fly it at one time or another (laughs) of my action figures, Han Solo, Princess Leia, even C-3PO probably got to fly in and some. Oh, so what about you guys? Well, I never had this one. I didn't, I didn't have the original X-Wing, uh-huh. so I can't really say anything about it. I, I have one now, but I got it much later. I think I got it, I get it from, I can't remember where I got this one, because uh, when we talk about the next ship, I'll tell you where I got it. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I never had this one. Did you, Carl? Um, yes, I did have this one, and once again, it had a lot of childhood play, and Along the way, I'd lost two of the cannons, so I did eventually upgrade it before it got real expensive. And what's really funny is I can't even tell you where my my childhood one is right now. I have it packed away somewhere in a box somewhere. (laughs) It may be up. I need to find it just to have it because I could. I mean, I can pick up a couple of cannons. You never know for it. But but yeah, I played with it a lot. It's probably I probably played with it second most of all the Star Wars vehicles, and I won't I won't say. Which one I played with the most yet? Because we haven't got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, vehicle also was one of the ones that uh, came with a sticker sheet for all of the uh, uh, deco on the ship. Mm-hmm. So it was up to you or your parents to apply the stickers in the proper places on both the fuselage and the wings. And I've seen a lot of funky oh, yeah. variations out there of where they got crooked or they got put in the wrong place or <laughs> so, so did the land speeder not come it, was, it came with the sticker i don't already? think so i think okay. the sticker under the hood was already applied if i'm not mistaken that's what i was thinking too i don't remember yeah. i think i read somewhere i don't remember either but i think i read that i mean i'm a little bit younger than you guys so i, I wasn't even four yet when this came when these ships came out yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so next, next uh, I'll take to go it. along with the X-Wing. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. All right, so yeah, we got the uh, Imperial TIE Fighter, and of course, it's white. 
And, of course, there was never a white one in the movie. Because <laughs> they got black and white photos and thought it was white. So, yeah. and of course, it's got two big panels on the sides that uh, would, uh, I guess, are solar panels. Is that right? Uh, ion panels. Ion. The, they're actually the ion engines. They're the ion engines. Engine panels, okay. yes. Yeah, so it came out in 78. And also, the uh, X-Wing was fourteen ninety nine and and this tie fighter is also fourteen ninety nine originally so that was their uh-huh. original retail price and of course later on you'll see that they come out with another one that was gray uh, I did not have one of these either I ended up getting mine from Carl at his store I actually remember that because I'm you? always ticked I'm always ticked off because it seemed like most of the time when vintage Star Wars stuff came into my store it was something I already had so it's like ah. Yes, I do remember that, actually. Yeah, so that's how I got it, and that's probably been, gosh, what, 15 years ago? Probably, <laughs> yes. So, right, so I also did not have one as a child. This was one of those, uh, if you've heard me talk on here before, I had a, a, my best friend and I were both Star Wars nuts, and our <clears throat> parents would kind of collaborate. Uh, okay, you're getting your kid, you know, R2-D2, well, I'm getting my kid C-3PO, or you're getting your kid, you know, Darth Vader, so I'm getting mine Luke Skywalker. Sort of that type of deal. Well, I got the X-Wing fighter, so my buddy Greg got the TIE fighter. (laughs) (laughs) But when we got together, boy, we had some battles now. I bet. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I also did not pick one up until I was uh, an adult. Uh, I I don't recall necessarily where I got it. I know it's it's kind of when if you're out there hunting for them, they're they're hard to find in really good condition. The uh, stickers on the wing panels tend to fall off <laughs> uh, pretty bad. Yeah, you cut uh, out there for a second. Now they're starting to get where they okay. So yeah, they they dry up and and uh, either fall off or start peeling. Um, and then also a lot of the times the uh, the bracket or joint where the wing pops into the fuselage. Uh, breaks pretty easily mm-hmm. uh, so if yeah if you're looking for, for a good condition one out there 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 are some out there but a lot of times you'll find them in parts bins uh, that you know really can't be put together anymore for a full, for a complete tie fighter yeah but you can always find you know these things everywhere so you can put them together from pieces from other ones and stuff like that because mm-hmm. that's what i did and over time, I ended up, you know, I think I ended up even with a second one, which I ended up selling to Doug. Do you have one now? I do. Okay. I've got a white one and a blue one. Okay. Um, for me, I got this. Um, I actually remember where I got it when I started getting back into Star Wars. And, you know, I, I picked up a few Kenny, Kenner baggy figgies here and there. Um, do you all remember when the um, flea market was in that old Hex building downtown? or In Asheville? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, that's where I got this at. Was that that? That's where most of the stuff that I got when I started buying things here and there came from that flea market. Yeah, because that was like what late nineties or something like that, or mid nineties. Yeah. Yep, somewhere in that range. Because I remember buying another buying like, and I ended up. I wish I'd have kept them all, but I ended up buying like three or four. Kenner baggy C three POs and stuff like that at the same time when I was I got that and wow. I. I got rid of all of them but one, like a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's where yeah, I never had as a, a kid. for a pretty penny now. 
Yeah, but I never had it as a kid, which I'm kind of surprised because I had a lot of stuff, but for some reason they never got me the TIE Fighter. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see, what we got next? Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. Yeah, that one was, uh, that was one that, uh, it had, uh, the same kind of panels, but they were angled. <laughs> it looked, it looked, it looked weird, you know, compared thought, to the other ones. I thought it looked cool, though. You know, it could yeah. just tell Vader apart instantly. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was like, this is his ship and his ship only. And, yeah, uh, it, yeah it, it had the same fourteen ninety nine retail price, too, but it came out in 1979. And, of course, yeah, it's it was, called uh, the TIE Advanced X-1. Uh-huh. That's what they, uh, the official name for it is. Right. And it was molded in uh, in the correct color, which was a mm-hmm. bluish gray yeah. uh, color. And uh, it also had stickers to apply to the wing panels and everything. And it was uh, had the electronic uh, light and sound feature. Uh, uh, actually, uh, I think that the fuselage for this was the same as the TIE Fighter fuselage, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it will um, fit. It's just a different color. Right. Just a different color. Um, so, yeah, same retail price. Basically, a second wave of, of vehicles um, to be released um, because I guess everybody, well, first of all, you know how these toy companies are. If they can reuse molds or whatever, they'll, they'll do it. So if they were reusing the, the TIE Fighter fuselage and just molding new wings, then it was you know, cost, cost reduced for them. But uh, a lot of kids, I guess, had noticed that Darth Vader's TIE Fighter was different and had asked for it, clamored for it, whatever, fans or kids. Obviously, kids back then couldn't just go on the Internet and say, why don't we get a Darth Vader TIE Fighter? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think they do that nowadays either. It's mostly us adult collectors. Um, so uh, I didn't have this one. Uh, I don't know that any of my childhood friends had this one. We pretty much... Darth Vader flew in the regular TIE Fighters. Yeah, I didn't have it either. Because we didn't even have a TIE Fighter pilot figure until, you know, many years later. Um, yeah, it was Re- Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is odd that they would release, you know, would never release an actual pilot for two different ships. Well, I won't say two different ships, but for ships that they had out there that were they were reissuing the ships but didn't, you know, weren't uh, releasing a pilot to... Mm-hmm. to fly them but uh, i don't think they really cared that much about you know matching things up back then yeah uh, okay i actually did so, have this okay, oh sorry. you did yes, i was gonna I say had, carl yeah. yeah i had it's a little i've never upgraded it and it's, it's it's definitely a little played with but um but i do have it and i always liked it a lot and sometimes i would actually i remember putting in tie fighter pilots inside of him since i didn't have the TIE Fighter, but I had Dark Vader's TIE Fighter. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, the next one in the list is the Millennium Falcon. And that one came out in 1979 also. It retailed for twenty nine ninety nine. It was uh, big bucks back then. Yeah. And, of course, it has sound effects as well. It has a radar dish, a gun on, on the top. And, of course, you got all kinds of parts and pieces inside. You got... Uh, your gun turret that uh, your figure can lay back in upside down. <laughs> you got your training ball for Luke, your degeric table. And then you got this false bottom, which you could put, you know, a couple of your figures in to uh, kind of simulate 
the uh, hiding places they were in in A New Hope when they were uh, docked on the Death Star, which was pretty you gotta cool. Really, it is cool, but you got to really scrunch them in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't, uh, you can't put Chewbacca in there very well. <laughs> and uh, let's see, what else? Of course, the cockpit, which only had place for two figures. You know, not, like, not four like the movie had, but, yeah. uh, but I think that was still pretty good, though. Yeah. yeah, considering the cockpit was uh, way out of scale with the rest of the the vehicle, and the vehicle was was pretty big for for that time. You mm-hmm. know, um, this was pre GI Joe three and three quarter inch line of toys. So, oh yeah, uh, way before. I'd say you know, um, there were probably some twelve inch GI Joe vehicles that were that big, but that's because they had to accommodate twelve inch figures. But yeah, this was this is one of the main reasons that they wanted the figures, the Star Wars figures, to be as small as they were, so that they could also produce these vehicles. You know, someone had the foresight at uh, both Kenner and and Lucasfilm to say, you know, kids are going to want want the the vehicles and the ships from this movie, so let's make them you know uh, uh, playable together in a scale. Mm-hmm. Did you have it? Um, no. This was one that was probably out of my parents' price range at the time, uh, since I was also getting figures and the smaller ships for Christmas and birthdays. Uh, so never, never had the opportunity to to even play with one again. You know, none of my friends uh, had one when we were kids. And this was actually one of the last ships that I picked up as an adult. I picked it up as part of a collection that a cousin of mine found for me. Hmm. Um, because even even then it was already. I mean, right now nowadays it goes for probably what three to four hundred dollars complete. For one complete. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but even back then, this was probably ten or, or fifteen years ago. It was already up over two hundred. So wow. It was gonna it was gonna be a big big ticket item for me to pick it up at the time. Carl, I know uh, I know you had one. Yeah, I had one and played with it to death. It went everywhere with me, and my friends played with it, and it is, it's just its a pretty much in <laughs> horrible condition. I mean, because it was definitely a childhood toy that I let friends play with, I let cousins play with, and then I think I've shared this story on here before. I was at an estate sale, and it's still the best find I've ever found. I found one in a box. For fifty dollars, wow! And it has and it had all the inserts and everything. That is that tops anything I've ever found. I don't think I'll ever find anything else that. You cool. still have that? I still have the box and all. And, okay, good. And um, it looks like what it looks like to me. It looks like someone bought it, put the stickers on it, and then slid it back inside there. Wow. But there's there is one issue with it, and somebody gave me a suggestion. I think it was maybe it was was it Craig maybe or maybe I can't remember. Somebody in our Star Wars club. But it, even though it is clean as can be, it looks like it's never had any batteries in it. I can't get the electronics to work in it. But hmm. somebody gave me a suggestion how to take it apart, and just you can probably get it started if you just give it a little effort. But I never got around to doing that, even though the electronics don't work in it. It looks it looks basically brand new to me. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. So it's confusing on the electronic part. But okay. it's definitely definitely my favorite ship of all time. Nothing tops it in my opinion. Yeah, for me, I had one as well. Um, I don't know. I don't remember if I got it in seventy in Christmas of seventy nine or if it was eighty or whatever. I don't remember what year. But uh, yeah, this was the number one toy that I played with, next to like say the Death Star. Uh, 
and then uh, I had every piece of it as well. I didn't lose anything because whenever I would play with it and have Luke with the training ball, it kept falling down. So I was like, well, I'm going to fix that. So I got some scotch tape and taped it on there. <laughs> and, of course, the the floor would always move, you know, wouldn't stay in place all the time. So I taped it down. And so I never lost any of my pieces because I, I taped everything down that wouldn't stay. <laughs> I'm surprised I never thought of that myself because I, I, I always use rubber bands as gun holders. But I never thought of doing something like that with my original Falcon. <laughs> Yeah, it was the only way that I could keep it, you know, keep it on there, keep it in place from moving, because it was rather annoying when you sit there and play, and all of a sudden, you know, the thing would fall off, and, you know, every time you'd even think about touching it, it would fall off, and I'm like, well, this isn't any fun. You know, you can't actually mimic what they did in the in the movie by trying to, you know, I, I would act like I would hit it, you know, so that was uh, always falling down for me. And then, of course, this is... The first, one of the, I don't know if this was the first or one of the first ships that Mark Boudreau worked on. I know yeah. he he helped do this one, but I don't know if it was his first one. Right. Because he may have worked on others as well. Anything else about the Millennium Falcon? You all uh, think it's, do you all think it's the best vehicle? Do you agree with me of all the vehicles? I do. <laughs> yeah, I would say for playability and for act, you know, for the most part accurate. Like I said, it was kind of wonky, out of scale because of the cockpit. But you didn't really notice that as a kid, obviously. Um, I mean, for it to have been had to be true scale with the figures, it would have been huge. Um, and it was apparently it was so good that uh, I see a note here that it was the only uh, ship that didn't go undergo any undergo any mold changes during the entire first trilogy toy run. Huh. Uh, you know, came out in new boxes for each new movie, but uh, it stayed mm-hmm. the same. No color changes, no battle damage, you know, or anything like that. So it was just that good. <laughs> okay, moving on, we have uh, uh, the Imperial Troop Transporter. Now, this one was the first uh, vehicle that was released that was not actually in the movie. Uh, this was one that they kind of labeled as slightly off-screen, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the toy designers at Kenner just kind of came up with it as something, uh, I guess it was a mid-size, could be considered a mid-size vehicle. It's not quite a land speeder, uh, but it's not a Millennium Falcon either. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's the one that's got uh, the six compartments on, on three on each side that you can put your... Uh, troop figures down in standing up and then it's got uh, the cockpit of it um, has uh, a seat on either side of the cockpit uh, that that you can open a door up and sit sit your drivers in there um, of course it was released as imperial troop transporter for the star wars line um, i'm going to assume this was the second year or third year release 79 is when this one was 79, released. 79, okay. Uh, and it actually featured a what they call a multi-voice unit in it. Uh, it came with a uh, sound uh, device that featured, let's see, one, two, three, four, six buttons uh, that are located in the middle top of the vehicle. And each button had a different sound effect programmed to it. Uh, 
So when you would press the button, it could either be just blaster sounds, or it could be uh, warp engine sounds. It could be, as uh, listen to me, warp engine, hyperspace <laughs> engine sounds. Uh, I think one of them was C-3PO's voice, and another one was R2-D2 beeping, maybe. Uh, I don't remember what they all were. But anyway, uh, this was uh, prior to, of course, digital technology. So the way that they actually made this work is it's got a little tiny record player inside there. And, really? you know, the record, the record has those six different little, you know, sounds recorded on it. And depending on what button you press is where the needle would start and play that sound. So if you find one that's not working, uh, a lot of times, and Carl was just talking about this with the Falcon, there is a way to take it apart and just clean that uh, little record player up, and it uh, sometimes will start working again. Yeah, it even came with a storybook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did either of you guys have one of these? I didn't. No. I didn't. No. no. I got it much nope. later. I still yeah. don't have this one. This is a piece that I'm missing. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And this one, there there is some confusion out there because the same mold was reused uh, later on for the Empire Strikes Back, and it was actually rebranded the Imperial Cruiser instead of the Imperial Troop Transporter, and it was molded in a white plastic. The the first one, the Imperial Troop Transport for the Star Wars line, was a uh, gray-blue uh, type plastic, the same color as Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. Um, and they had different stickers uh, applied. So if you're out, and, oh, and the Imperial Cruiser doesn't have any electronics in it. It's just got the, the buttons are just uh, glued in, uh, uh, affixed to the top of the of the uh, mm-hmm. vehicle. Oh, so okay. uh, yeah, if you're could... completist like me, you got to have one of each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it also it came with two prisoner immobilization units, which is really weird they go on top of their head <laughs> mm-hmm. and everybody yeah. keeps thinking there's six but there's it was like it only came with two right and those are usually missing if you're if you're buying one loose uh, make sure that uh, oh yeah that whoever's selling it to you ask them if they've got them uh, the last one that I bought the guy had actually put them in a baggie and put them inside uh, it's actually got it's kind of hollowed out a little bit on the it's got a well, it's uh, got a flap in the in the back well it's a prisoner compartment right yeah it's for uh that's what it says on my in my book here it says it's a, mm-hmm. a prisoner compartment so they even show two stormtroopers inside of it why would you have stormtroopers as a Who imperial <laughs> prison but okay you'll have to ask kim simmons uh, predecessor <laughs> why he did that <laughs> okay so the next one on the list here that was an original Star Wars uh, release is a biggie. Uh, mm-hmm. If if not in size, then in scarcity, and that is the radio-controlled Jawa Sandcrawler. Yeah, this one retailed for twenty nine ninety nine. Came out in nineteen seventy nine. So the same price as the Millennium Falcon. Mm hmm. Um, so it was, of course, you know, we see it in the movie uh, early on. The Jawas pick up the droids out in the desert, and then they uh, go to the Lars homestead to make a deal. And then, of course, eventually they get uh, attacked and, and uh, wiped out by stormtroopers. Or was it sand people? We don't really know, do we? <laughs> it's made to look like sand people. 
So, uh, this one was a bit of a stretch. Again, the scaling was, it scaled way, way, way down uh, compared to actual size of uh, what it would be to the figures in real life. Uh, but it is pretty accurate as far as this, the actual shape of it and uh, the details on the outside of it. Uh, and of course, it was molded all in, in a tannish brown color and there were no uh, stickers or anything for the outside of it, but there were a lot of stickers for the inside of it. It had a cockpit um, and the stickers inside the cockpit uh, a lot of times were put in the wrong place because the instructions weren't real clear. Um, it also features a fold down a door on the side of the vehicle uh, that, that kind of folds down into a ramp and has uh, a set of stairs on that ramp that you can pretend the figures climb up and down that way. Um, that a lot of times is broken or missing. The, the the stair, the ladder, stairs, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and then a lot of times the hinges on the door are broken also, if you find one of these. Uh, and then inside, actually, it's got a uh, uh, elevator uh, in the back on the other side, opposite the, the ramp, where you can uh, raise and lower figures up into the vehicle. Uh, that's kind of simulating the scene where they uh, suck R2-D2 up through a tube up into the, the sand crawler. So this, this elevator tube looking thing lowers down. You can put your figure in it and then, of course, raise it and uh, take the figure back out inside the vehicle. Um, and the, the most, you know, I guess, prominent feature or whatever is it's radio controlled. It's got motorized wheels and it came with a, a clicker and you could turn it on and, you know, control it with that little remote which has one of those big long wire antennas on it mm -hmm. um, to go forward or backwards and uh, play with it that way so I, I did not again this was $29.99 or whatever it would sell for was priced out of my, my parents price range I'm sure so I did not have one and I still do not have one to this day because now they are <laughs> <laughs> Six seven hundred. Yeah, must well be. Yeah, six uh, seven hundred for one that's complete. Right, loose. And then, yeah, loose. You know, most people. Will, it seems like most of the ones I find also come with the box, and that just jacks it up even more. Nine hundred to a thousand dollars a lot of times. Yeah. I didn't have one either. Yeah. Carl, are we zero for three? Yeah, I didn't have that one either, and I still don't have one. Yeah, well, I don't still don't have it either. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we all Why are we talking this? about this? Yeah. yeah, know a lot about it. Just don't don't have one to actually. I keep looking and drooling mind. over them when I go to conventions, but yeah. yeah. Even though, like you said, they're really out of scale. I think it looks really cool, though. I mean, like mm -hmm. how they did the details on the sand crawler and stuff on the the outside sculpting or mold or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I just think it looks. It does look awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you can actually also use the R2-D2 remote control for it as well. Huh, uh, interesting. I'm not sure. They look similar. One is just uh, called radio controlled, and the other one's called sonic controlled, so I'm not real sure. Oh, that's net. Now, you're thinking of uh, the sonic controlled is the land speeder, not yeah. the remote control R2-D2. Oh, okay. You did say R2-D2, didn't you? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, now the Sonic 
land speeder that we're talking about next comes with an R2 <laughs> controller. Mm. So, uh, yeah. We ready well, to go reason, on to that one? In my mind, the reason why they're kind of scarce, now they're, they're just falling up on the sand crawler, mm -hmm. uh, one of the scarcity uh, issues was probably because it was the Jawa vehicle. And I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I don't think I would have. I would have definitely asked for all of the TIE Fighters and Millennium Falcons and everything before I would have ever asked for the for the Sandcrawler. Oh, yeah. Uh, Same here, too. Because yeah. it's, it's not a hero vehicle or a villain yeah, vehicle. Yeah, give me more figures and other ships instead. And with the size and cost point of it, they probably didn't produce as many as they did, obviously, for the land speeders and the, the uh, TIE Fighters and X-Wing Fighters. Yep. And they stopped producing it after Star Wars. So the Millennium Falcon, the reason there's so many of those out there is because they they've produced it all the way through. Okay, last on our list. Yes, the Sonic yes. Controlled Land Speeder. And it came out in 78. So this one came out the same time as the regular version. But this one was mm -hmm. exclusive to JCPenney's. And it was Sonic, you know, it was a, also a radio-controlled, you know, vehicle. Um... And it was uh, quite a bit bigger in comparison to the regular one. But uh, other than that, it looked the same. It had its wheels underneath it that it would go with. And, but then, of course, you had to have the battery compartments and all that. But it did not have the front did not open on it like it did on the uh, smaller version. So uh, this one was uh, JCPenney exclusive, like I said, and it was only available from in 78, 79, and 80 Christmas catalogs, and that was it. And it was only $10.97. So, uh, but that was, like, more than twice the price of the other one. Right, right. It, uh, like you said, it's, uh, same color, same, same color plastic, um, same stylistically look, you know, with the chrome grill and everything. <laughs> But um, it is bigger. I would say it's probably, I don't know, 20 to 25% bigger than the, the regular mm -hmm. version. I'm looking at both uh, of them side by side here in this picture, and I would say mm -hmm. it's more like 50% bigger. Uh, it's somewhere in there, yeah. Um, and that's, of course, because it had more components, I'm sure, that it, you know, for it to be motorized mm -hmm. and to have a battery compartment, it had to be scaled up. Um, and this may be the way that the Kenner intentionally, initially intended to release it, but nobody wanted it that way except for J.C. Penney. Uh, wanted the extra, you know, cost or thought that they could sell it for the extra cost. Uh, so they released a regular version, you know, everywhere. And then this one became the first ever store exclusive, uh, at least vehicle-wise. Um, and uh, like you mentioned it the the remote for it is actually just a it's, it's a cylindrical uh plastic piece with a, that kind of looks like an r2 unit with r2 dome on it and, and sticker uh applied to it that looks like the r2d2 sticker and it's just a it's a clicker it's got a little lever on the side of it that when you press it in it it, it clicks a metal like a metal band or strap on the inside of it that makes a clicking noise uh, and the land speeder, when it's turned on, responds to that noise and moves in, in certain directions whenever you click it. Uh, I've never actually played with one, but I do have one. Um, but I've, I've never actually taken it and put batteries in it to see, to test it and see if it works. <laughs> I guess I probably should. 
I know I picked one. I picked this one up at one of our swap meets early on in the you know in the casewalk uh, club uh, from Drew Hart maybe. Um, so what about either one of you guys? Do you guys? I have- I don't have that one. I never did. Yeah. Me either. Okay. So the hunt is on. You gotta yes, have one. I need that. Yes. I do have it on my list of ones that I need. Uh huh. Any idea what it kind of goes for in the secondary market now? You know, I haven't even looked it up. I have no clue. I'd say it probably is a hundred dollar piece at this point uh, to find it with the clicker. That's that's again that's the mm-hmm. the thing is all the kids that had one of these. I'm sure at some point the clicker got separated from the land speeder, and their parents just threw it out or or sold off the land speeder without the you know without knowing that it needed the clicker or whatever but if you're ever out there and you pick up a land speeder and it seems to be a little bit heavier than what you thought it would be or or bulkier and of course if the hood doesn't open then you've got a uh, sonic controlled land speeder in your hand and not the not the regular version yeah the only one i see online is there's one in the box for 199 right now oh okay I'm sure it'll go for more. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much it from 1978 until 1980 uh, for the first, you know, release of Star Wars-related vehicles uh, in the Star Wars packaging with uh, with just that logo on them. Uh, were what this eight that we just discussed. Of course, we mentioned some of them were later re-released uh, for Empire and. Return of the Jedi with those with new new photos on the boxes and uh, the logos changed. Uh, sometimes the vehicles changed slightly, and uh, fun was had by all. <laughs> <laughs> there are also, of course, were playsets and creatures released at the same time. We'll discuss those, I'm sure, in a future episode. But that probably will wrap it up for today, wouldn't you guys say so? Yep. Okay. So we want to do, uh, make sure and mention uh, Patreon. Uh, we are, can be found at patreon.com slash the Star Wars Collector. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast and would like to be one of our financial backers, you can sign up there. Uh, you can donate uh, as little as a dollar a month uh, or as, you know, up to as much as, as you would like. Of course, each level of, of sponsor has different perks, such as exclusive episodes and swag from time to time. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Uh, and then we can be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Star Wars Collector Podcast, all one word. Um, and that's where we we not only share updates as to when new episodes drop and, and all of that, but if we have come across some interesting or noteworthy collectible news we'll often uh, share a link on that uh, Facebook page uh, and then we can also of course uh, interact with you on that Facebook page if you have questions or would like to post a something you'd like to share with us then feel free to do so um, we would encourage you again if you enjoy the podcast uh, you can go on iTunes and give us a review uh, and that will help boost our uh, presence on, on both iTunes as far as podcasts are concerned. 
uh, and then any other place that you listen if it does have a, a rating system or a like button please uh, by all means uh, help uh, help us boost our our ratings and our listenership by uh, choosing to back us on those uh, if you want to contact us you can contact us at TSWC podcast all one word at gmail.com and we can also be found on Twitter at TSWC podcast so the Star Wars collector podcast TSWC podcast at gmail or on Twitter is at TSWC podcast uh, backing up just a little bit uh, we want to give a Facebook shout out this month to Sam Sams uh, Sam or Mr. Sams <laughs> Uh, He's from the West Virginia group. Okay, we want to thank you for being uh, a a listener and for uh, checking us out on Facebook. And we hope that you continue to uh, enjoy our podcast and let us know if you have any ideas or suggestions. Uh, Yeah, and if you have any Ask Bo questions... Send those in as well. We need some more Ask Bo questions. Ask Bo. He, we just had uh, some, some the most recent batch uh, were on the previous episode. If you haven't listened to that, uh, listen to it all the way through. And he's, uh, he's at the end of the, of the episode. And he's, uh, he's very entertaining if you ever listen to him. Uh, I know Brian has a hard time getting him to talk up and talk <laughs> out. But once he gets started, uh, he, he's got some definitely some cool ideas and, and opinions about stuff yep so if you ever want to ask how old is Bo now he is nine he'll be 10 in september okay so if you ever want to know what a nine or ten year old's opinion is on some of this stuff just send us your question we'll be sure and and uh, uh get his get his opinion on the podcast here okay uh i say that a lot don't i okay <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Well, that's all. That's all we got. Uh, So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next month. Bye, thanks. Goodbye, Carl. Goodbye, Brian. Bye. Bye.